we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hey CJ, remember that one time? <laughs> oh yeah, it was fucking epic. You're listening to Remember, remember that, that One Time, time the Inappropriate Storytime Podcast. And these are not your mama's fairy tales. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Remember That One Time with your host, Chris. And CJ. And today we're going to give you a little taste of what it was like growing up in a small town. Now, CJ is still fully immersed in this small town uh, living I myself have escaped the clutches, but still can recall back mostly fondly on the uh, the ways and goings-ons, going-ons, I don't know. Have you escaped the clutches? You told me you saw well, a couple get engaged at the Walmart next to your house. Okay, so half and half. <laughs> so here's the thing. The city I'm in is the most, like, small town city there is i live in a brand new apartment complex right next to a walmart super center so that to me is living in the big city (laughs) however as cj said i have seen someone get engaged in the walmart jewelry section because he just could not wait so there's still there's still some uh small town charm i guess you'd call it around here because we're also next door neighbors the county next to us is the meth capital of the world represent so (laughs) there you can take the meth out of the county but you can't take i don't know that's not gonna work but good um, intentions exactly and my husband's family like he grew up in the woods too and his family lives on the outskirts of our big city which is a lot more country and so every weekend i am drug back into the small town country living every single sunday so i've escaped but i still have my pinky in it (laughs) and these are going to be some stories of um, what it's like and things that only happen around these parts Round these parts. I like it. Yes. And CJ's going to ma- mainly steer this boat um, as she <laughs> seems to be doing lately. I'm going to captain um, this ship. Yes. She is your captain now. And um, because she just has with with me escaping and her still being there, <laughs> she she also embraces the redneck lifestyle a little harder than I do. And so sh- there's a bigger chance of her having something small town happen to her, if that makes sense. That's true. That's all true. Valid. Yeah, valid. Okay. You can go now. Sorry, I was getting <laughs> I was getting adjusted in my super squeaky chair. Oh <laughs> I no. like oh. it so I didn't like squeak out your words. Okay, gotcha. I was like, I don't know where she went. Did she leave? Like, did I piss her off? Like, what just happened? I'm here. here. So, (laughs) um, most of my stories take place in bars. So, if that tells you anything about me, if you don't know me in person, that's kind of where I hang out. 
I like to go to bars. And I like to check out new bars. I like to go to little dive bars, little places in the country that you're not really sure what the vibe is going to be like. You know, the kind of places that don't have websites or Facebook pages. So there's like zero ways for you to check it out ahead of time. Like you're just walking into the lion's den. You have no idea what's about to happen. So what was that um, one called in the town we grew up in that was something like a fox or a coyote fox camp. fox camp. I had always heard like stories about it and it was in this like myth legend and I never went. So I have no yeah. idea if it lived up to it. Me and uh, me and one of my childhood friends, she lived like a mile down the road from that bar and we quote unquote ran away one time when I was sleeping over at her house and we got almost to Fox camp before her stepdad picked us up on the side of the road. And we were in really big trouble because we were in like seventh grade and we ran away to a bar. Like I do not even remember this, how much trouble we were in. Well, yeah, because I was grounded from everything for like a year. We probably didn't even see each other for a year because I was grounded so hard. That makes sense. I grounded so hard. Homeschooled me for a year. Like, you will have zero contact with the outside world. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're in seventh grade and you ran away to a bar. Like, well, I mean, it was, it was honestly like the most legendary thing that was in that area. Like, it really was. I mean, I was just setting the table for the rest of my life, basically. Like, God, mom, like, quit cramping my style, man. Right? You're harsh and (laughs) rude. So, um, so the, the small town that Chris is talking about on the outskirts of this quote unquote big city where people get engaged at the Walmart, um, is also where another one of our friends lives, Megan. And so we decided to check out, this is probably a couple of weekends ago. We decided to check out the local bar in that town and it's called wild country. And the place is huge. So I had like grand expectations. Like if you, if you've listened to our episode, I mean, I don't even know what episode number it was. It was quite a long time ago. I think it was when we were trying new things. Um, when I told the story about us trying the new bar, well, it wasn't a new bar. It was a new bar to us. We tried a new bar in uh, a town uh, where Megan used to live and it was called Papa Top. And that was the place where we had the, we didn't buy drinks all night cause everybody was buying them for us. And we got the Johnny bootleggers served to us in Robitussin cups. It was basically like a carbon copy of that place, but bigger. So I call it Papa Top 2.0. Like it's called wild country, but it's Papa Top 2.0. So, um, and totally random off subject sort of, but speaking of Papa Top, The morning after we tried out Wild Country, we happened to be driving through that town where Papa Top 1.0 is, and it's 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and the place is open. Nice. Legit, like, flashing light is open. Like, what in the hell is it doing open at 10 a.m.? Gotta make some money. I didn't stop and go in, but I just thought that it was open. So anyway, so we're walking into this place called Wild Country. It's like the size of fucking Texas Stadium. It's massive. So I have these big expectations. We walk in and there's this room in the front and it has like legit like armchairs. 
and it's like it looks like some living room. It's set up like it's got like pictures hanging on the wall. It legit looks like someone's living room. Like we almost turned around and left because I was like, "We mm-hmm. this was a bar. This is not a bar. This is someone's house." And <laughs> so there's like a there's like a curtain hanging in the back, and you walk through the curtain, and then that's the bar. Dude, so, yes, beaded <laughs> curtains. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize it at the time because there was no one in there, but the armchairs and that whole room is set up for the the old women's husbands that don't have any interest in dancing. Like Aww. they go out there and they drink coffee and they sit in the armchairs and just talk to each other and hang out. So it was just, but we didn't know this going in. We're like, we're really walking into someone's living room. So we get in there, we pay our cover, which there's actually cover at this place, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, and people are like walking up to us, introducing themselves to us, and they're all old. It's Hi, like honey. it's the same exact thing as Papa Top. Everyone in there was eligible for Medicare except for us. And so and it was uh they all kept telling us, like, we're so glad for you to be here. Thank you for joining us tonight. It was, uh, it was, I think, the weekend before Christmas. There was this old lady. She had Christmas light, like battery-operated Christmas lights in her boots, like wrapped nice. around her boots, wrapped around her legs. It was just bizarre. This old lady was walking around. She had readers on her head. Uh-huh. And uh, she went up to the bar and ordered not just a Pepsi. She ordered an ice-cold Pepsi. That's what she wanted. So she orders an ice cold Pepsi and she opens up this big, massive purse that's like the size of a diaper. Mary Poppins bag. Yeah. She pulls out one of those, um, one of those big ass pill things. It's got the like morning, noon and night spot. Oh God, I thought you were going to say it's got the morning after pill. And I'm like, yes, girl, get it. (laughs) Yes. No, she, she opens up the little PM slot and she takes she pops her all of her pills like this big handful of pills with her quote-unquote ice cold pepsi and and then she walked up to our table and she asked are y'all from around here and so we had to like you know explain to her that megan just moved here we just we passed this place a couple of times driving down the road we wondered what it was like we heard you have dancing so here we are we're here to check it out because we dance we want to we want to see what y'all have you know see what it's about and um so we're like you know out there dancing they're doing these dances we've never seen never heard of the band is like was it the charleston (laughs) i don't know it was it was something the band was uh, subpar at best it was it was something but there was one dance like we kept doing the dances that we know and there was one dance that we did that they they knew as well and it's one of those dances like you can do it by yourself you can do it with a partner and so me and Megan we're doing it together but separately we're not you know standing next to each other but we're doing it and the people behind us it's a I'm assuming a husband and wife and they're doing it as partners and there's a part in the dance where you're supposed to spin your partner and he kept spinning her and I guess, I mean, she's old as shit. I don't know. I guess she had like vertigo or something. But every time he would spin her, she'd go, don't spin me, Dale. <laughs> and he would laugh. And then <laughs> and they'd keep going. And then it, that part would come around again and he'd spin her. And she'd be like, don't spin me, Dale. I said, don't spin me. She was just like a Southern as all get out. It was hilarious. 
Well, shit, Gail, don't spin her. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're gonna make her fall over. Like bless her little heart. Right. So we stay. We did not stay for long. We just wanted to go and see what it was about. And so when we were like kind of discussing like where to go from here, we we found another bar close by that we wanted to check out. And so when it was time for us to leave, we like kind of felt like we needed to find somebody and tell them bye. Like you don't leave your granny's house without saying goodbye. Like, right. We had like all these people have done introduce themselves and told us, you know, their life story and all their kids names. They pulled out, you know, wallet sized pictures and here's my grandkids. Like I, I'm, I'm committed. Like, I feel like I'm part of the family. I need to tell somebody goodbye. Shit, but, and if you're lucky, they'll send you home with a casserole. Right, exactly. So, we left, and we went to this place, like, two miles down the road. It's called Wanted Saloon. I love that place. Have you been? Yeah. No, you haven't. Yeah. I can tell by the look on your face. You are so fucking lying. You can't even see my face, for one. <laughs> yes, I can. I You have the no. camera on. I can see mm. you drinking your drink right now. <laughs> no. I always have this stupid face, but no, uh, mother-in-law, frequent, frequented, frequented. I don't know. It's a place that is well known in these parts. Oh, okay. Well, we went and we stayed there for a good long time. It was, it was kind of cool, but it was a total, total small town dive bar. It was hilarious. So there's this guy on the dance floor. He brought his dip cup out onto the dance floor. He's like dancing with his lady friend, but he's got his dip cup and he almost dumped it on her a couple of times. And, uh, his, his date got on the stage after the, the band sang free bird. And she wanted, I guess she was trying to like shake their hand and tell them they did a good job or something. But (laughs) she was was wasted as fuck. She fell off the stage. I'm talking, this girl was like an infant. She couldn't have been more than like 19 tops. And then she came over to us and she started talking and like, I mean, half the time I didn't even know what she was saying. She was so fucking drunk. And when, when she left, she said, bye y'all. Good luck at the cartoon. And I was like, what the fuck is a cartoon? Like, I have no idea. And then I went into the bathroom and I saw that the only thing separating the toilet from the outside world is a saloon door. And so like, that's the only thing I could think of. Like she was telling us like, I think she was mixing up saloon and cartoon. I don't know. She was wasted as fuck. But like I'm in my mind, like that's what she was saying. So now like cartoon is going to be my new word for bathroom. Like I'll go somewhere and be like, where the hell is the cartoon in this joint? Right. (laughs) But like in that bathroom was who like I had the boo-boos. I was like, I feel really bad for everybody in this bar because the only thing separating it is half a saloon door not even a whole saloon door just half like it's bad yeah have you ever used the bathrooms at the place that i do my monday night trivia yeah yeah very it's, similar Mm-hmm. yeah so uh so that was our our experience at the uh small town dive bars in and around your city um and then speaking of your city, so when Megan first moved there, she said she was at a stoplight. I think it actually was in Dixon. She's at a stoplight and she's behind this truck and it's got a yee yee sticker on it. No and surprise. So she, rolls, she rolls down her window and she went, yee yee. 
And then the guy rolled down his window and he back at her. Yeah, that's it's a common hello. Do we do we even know what yee yee means? Have we it ever came, figured that out? Like Yes. It came from some one of those TV shows, kinda like your the one you were obsessed with, but not that one. It's something about like hunting turtles, like the turtle turtle hunter, turtle guy. Turtle hunters? The turtle man. I don't this some guy called like the turtle man, and he was on one of the Discovery Channel shows or something, and he like I, I don't know. I know that he was famous enough, like Uncle Cy, that like he did a tour of Walmarts. So what the fuck? Yeah, so, <laughs> some guy, the Turtle Man, but like he would catch turtles and he'd be like yee yee anytime he'd catch them. So I'm pretty sure it has to do with that. Hmm. Yeah, I did not know that. I don't know. Do some. You can do some research yeah, and try to figure it out. I'm gonna have to hardcore research that. Like, that's gonna. I'm. I'm putting that on my list right now. Things to research. Yee. Yee. Right. <laughs> so, um, and this is in. Uh, this is actually in the same town where Papa Top 1.0 is. We uh, we were there hanging out with somebody. We ordered a pizza, and the pizza guy pulled up. He's in a fucking hearse. Nice. Like. What? That's what my kind this? of pizza guy. And, and so, yeah, like it was his second job. Like the de- like he was a hearse driver by day. He's a delivery boy by night. And he just, like, that was his only vehicle. So he just, yeah. YOLO, it's the gig economy. Yeah, I guess so. I was just like, yeah, only in a small town would you see something like that. You could, like, quite literally say best of both worlds. Exactly. (laughs) So um, in the town that we grew up in, um, when we were kids, I lived um, on like the main highway and there was this little old farmhouse next door. And it was this woman that lived there by herself and she had a pet pig and the pig's name was Ruby. And um, the thing lived with her in the house. Like she had a like, not just a regular size dog door. I mean, this pig was, like, 250 pounds. It was massive. She had, like, it was damn near, like, half the door was missing. It was, like, basically a Mr. Ed door where the whole entire bottom of it just was a flap, like a, a mud flap where this thing could get in and out of the house. And she didn't have a fenced-in yard. Like, the thing just ran loose. Like, there was a couple of times it would just be, like, hanging out in our yard, like, Especially when it was raining, like, I guess just because pigs are so gross, like, they just like to be dirty. And so yep. if it was raining and muddy out, like, he would be in our yard in this area that, like, kind of puddled up and got muddy. And this... actually, looking back, I don't really know if it was mud or a septic problem. <laughs> I'm really not sure. But he was always hanging out, like, in that area and rolling around in the mud. And... uh One day, Ruby got out, and she got too close to the main highway, and somebody hit her and killed her. It was really sad, and we had to go. Well, we didn't. My mom had to go next door and tell the lady, hey, like, your your dead pig is in the road. Like, you might want to go get it. Yeah. It was really sad. (laughs) Was that the same house that used to like glow blue? We were pretty sure it was a meth house. 
Mm, no. Was it the other side? Well, the other side was the the miniature donkeys, and those people were like hoarders. Might have like, been them. I don't know. I. I'm I know there was one house that like constantly glowed blue. Like there was a blue glow from their windows, like every single one of their windows constantly. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, her back window. Yeah, it did glow like that, and I have no idea what that was about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was meth. It was just some old lady that lived by herself. I mean, I guess if you have a 250-pound pet pig, you probably might be on meth. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, So my friend is marrying somebody whose last name is Green, and they're talking about maybe trying to have a baby. And I keep telling them they should name their kid John Deere Green. Oh, God. Just for the sole purpose of, like, just singing the song at his graduation. Like, when they when they announce John Deere Green, and then all of us up in the stands can be like, on a hot summer night. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, if Johnny Cherry can have Buster Harry, then why can't she have John Deere Green? Right. I mean, and I'm sure there's there's probably tons of John Deere greens out there. Like has to be. I bet, I bet it's super popular. I'm gonna I'm gonna research that too. Let me just add that to my list. John Deere Green. You're gonna have see, a book report by the end of this. See how many of those I can find on Facebook. <laughs> so, and, uh, all right, Joe, calm down. Right. Oh my God. Speaking of graduation, do you remember the people with the air horn? At our graduation? Not at all. How do, how the fuck do you not remember? It was so loud. It was also like over 15 years ago. So there's that. Hey, listen here. It was like three years ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but they blew an air horn and then the, their entire family shouted, get her done. Well, that makes sense. That was about the same era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you uh, really, you really want to have your mind blown. Go do some research on Larry the Cable Guy when he's not in character. Oh, yeah. He's like Yankee as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like disappointing. Connecticut or, I don't know, one of those stuck-up states. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, off topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, so, in uh, in high school, I always wondered like why husband Chris never had a girlfriend growing up. And I realize now that I've gotten to know his family. It's because he's fucking related to everyone that we went to school with. He couldn't have dated anybody if he wanted to. They're all his cousins. Yeah, or else his um, family tree would turn into a wreath. Exactly. Like, I mean, and <laughs> there was there were people that, like, he was, he thought he might have been related to, but wasn't sure. And he's like, I ain't fucking taking a chance. Yeah, I just mm. I don't want to do it. Better not. Like, yeah, I mean, like that's terrible. You start dating somebody, and like six months in, you're like, "Hey, want to come to the family reunion? It's on. It's this Saturday." And you're like, "Mine is too. It's in the park. Mine is too." Shit. Like, damn. Like, what would you do? Like, if you were like in a long ass term relationship, and you found out you were related, like, what do you do? 
What's I mean, a DNA problem? test, I guess, would be the first place to start. Like, see how close you're related? Yeah. Because, I mean, if it's just a little bit, and, like, I don't know, if it doesn't... I mean, I'm not procreating regardless, so it really doesn't matter in my case. Right. Because I'm not creating any sort of, you know, six-toed sloth. Um, <laughs> like, half of my fucking family did. Um so it wouldn't really matter, but if I were so inclined and if I were procreating, I guess that's where I would start was, would be to find out just how deep in this am I? Yeah. Like, oof. I'm just, I'm just like thinking, okay, so all those kids that are all those, um, those families that I donated eggs to, like, what if that happened? Oh my God. They didn't tell their kids that they came from a donor egg. So the kids think that their mom is their actual mom. And That's amazing. they wind up meeting somebody and falling in love and getting married. And that person is also from a donor egg. Their mom didn't tell them. They think their mom is their actual mom. And then they find out later on that they are actually half brother and sister. Like, no, even better. Fuck. E- even better. What if... Something happens between you and Chris. Nope. And then nope. you're you're a cougar. Nope. And this sm- why would you go there? Smoking hot guy comes along, Mm-mm. and he's like, "Ooh, mama, take me home." And you're like, "Shit, yeah, this is the best sex I ever had." And then come to find out later that nope. he was your biological son. Why did you have to go there? Why? Because physically it's possible. It is not. But then I'll tell you why. This is why I don't date younger men. Ever. Ever. I've never dated a younger man. Ever. It's just. try it. I should not try it. That sounds terrible. Specifically for this reason. literally my nightmare. I'm literally throwing up in my mouth right now. That's. (laughs) No. You will not sleep with younger men for this reason exactly. Exactly. Like, if there was ever a thought in my mind of being a cougar after I'm a widow, like, no, it's gone. It's gone. In fact, I might just go the other direction. Like, I will find you a, a sugar man daddy that's like, that's like 95. Age. Like, <laughs> I will, I'll literally find someone old enough to be my dad. Like, no. Yikes. No. <laughs> Another thing that happens in our small town we grew up in that I, I mean, I understood, but I didn't is the fact that the tractor pool is the place to be when that shit rolls around, like the world stops and you go to the tractor pool. Mm-hmm. It's actually, well, cause it's the largest tractor pool in the South and you, we actually got out of class to go to the baseball field and check out the tractors Mm-hmm. I'm still not 100% sure why, but just kind of shrug. It got me out of class. And I'm no, like, are we supposed to inspect the tractors? Like, mm, yes, 1945 Farmall, excellent condition. <laughs> this will do. <laughs> like, but you would be lying if you said that you didn't try to brush up on your tractor history once you started getting a crush on that one guy. That... No, I still, I could not, at that time, I was still rebelling against anything and everything small town country. I was still going to be a DJ in LA and I was going to run from home and make it big in, you know, the Sunset Strip. 
But she was going to marry Farmer Joe along the way. Right. Well, and so I was still rebelling against all of that. So I had this internal struggle of like, this dude is hot and I kind of want him to be my boyfriend. However, his entire life revolves around classic cars and and tractors. And so like, I don't know if I can get behind that, you know? And so, but he can get behind me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually does have like a very successful um, garage now where he like works on cars and shit. So props to him. Scold- actually, he scolds people for letting their vehicles yes. go 11,000 miles with no oil change. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The last time I saw him, he was fixing my minivan because I went like four years without changing my oil and just about blew my engine up. And after my dad finished screaming at me, then this guy stopped, started screaming at me for a couple of minutes too. What the fuck were you doing? What did you expect to happen? You don't deserve a car. Yeah, (laughs) I deserved it. Absolutely. And so that's the last time I saw him, but thanks for fixing my car, hon. I'm yeah. sure it was kind of hot. You were like, yeah, scold me, daddy, spank me. Hey, I was, <laughs> was I, I was single at the time, but no. Yeah. No, we have two very different walks of life. I mean, I do remember as a teenager, I did have a super major crush. I went to his house once and we watched some sort of car racing movie. I don't remember which it was. It wasn't Fast and Furious, but something like that. So, yeah, I remember sitting on the couch watching a movie and we hung out in the basement for a little bit, but nothing like exciting happened other than the fact that I rode my bike down there and we hung out for a little bit because we lived on the same road. (laughs) So that was cool. I mean, there there was a special twinkle in your eye at at the uh, tractor show that year. Yeah. See, that's the difference. There was a tractor show and then the tractor pull. Or the tractor pull. Well, I don't think I ever actually watched a tractor pull. Like, I still, I had to have my now, my current husband explain to me what a tractor pull actually is. Because I thought it was one of those strongman competitions where they, like, strung a chain up to some guy's nuts or whatever. And he just tried to (laughs) drag a tractor across the yard. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Somebody's pulling a tractor. That's all I know. And so he had to explain to me, like, the actual purpose, and I guess there's a sport to it. I don't know why people get so, like, yeehaw, they get lit about it, but it really, really turns Because it's engines and loud rumbling and smoke and power and grit and testosterone and semen and just, there's a lot. It's a lot. It's just a place for the cow sluts to go and get, like, (laughs) get turned because... You know which ones I'm talking about. They're the girls that wear the denim mini skirts with their cowboy boots and they'll wear their cowboy hats and they'll try to act so country, but really they're just trying to get some dick. That's all it is. And so, yeah, the cow sluts go hard at the track. (laughs) I am writing that down right now because that is a gorgeous line that I will use in my novel. So cow sluts go hard at the tractor pull. Yes. I like it. That might actually be our next uh, Facebook post just out of nowhere. And that's all it's going to (laughs) say. Yes. Speaking Um, of cow sluts. 
I'm just kidding. I don't know if she's a cow slut or not, but um, another uh, silver lining of living in a small town. Somebody new moves to town and they're going on and on about this dude that they're quote unquote totally crushing on. And it's your ex-fiance and you have to shatter their dreams. And yeah, like you don't know what kind of person that is. <laughs> like, oh, honey. <laughs> you right. don't oh, know so you've met Joe. <laughs> yeah, you've met Joe. <laughs> Let me save you six years of heartache and pulling your hair out. Like, let me just tell you how this is going to go. Yeah, because you've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> One day you're going to find yourself standing naked in front of him and he's not even going to look up from his game, whatever his video games he's playing. That's where you're going to be. Yep. I can already tell you with some certainty. <laughs> All certainty. That's where you're going to be. <laughs> Yep, that and I'm pretty sure I've already we've already talked about this, but that town was a one light town. Like there's just one stoplight and it ran out the tanning salon and the recording studio because, you know, sin. So it was basically if you go watch the movie Footloose, it's the same small town. Like you're not allowed to have fun. You're not allowed to dance. God forbid you look at anyone in a sexual manner. Yep. Like we will put an end to that quickly. But with that being said, I guess that made it like a super safe town because we did this thing every year called the Eagle Strut where the whole ass school, the (laughs) entire school walked downtown and it was not a disorganized disaster somehow. Like It could be, imagine now if we let, I don't know if they still do it, I'm sure they do, but they've probably gotten better at it than it was when we were kids, but it was literally like the bell rang, everybody went out front, and then just started walking to downtown. (laughs) There was no organization to it whatsoever. And it was not far, it was, what was it, maybe half a mile. Oh yeah, that's it. And I mean, I don't really know what the purpose of it was. Of the it was actual just a fundraising thing. It was just, mm. it was fucking extortion. It was, you have to pay That's $20 exactly what it is. to get a shirt and everybody signs the back of your shirt and you get to walk a mile round trip to downtown. And if you don't, if you don't pay the $20, you don't get the shirt, you don't get out of class, you don't get to walk downtown. And, and you, you don't, don't get on the bus down. and get shipped to the park where you can go play cards all day. Right. So that was the best part of it. But yeah, that's yeah. that's how small town it was, is the entire school led a march to the stoplight and back. Yep. To the one was, stoplight. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure they like had a police car that, you know, like blocked off the road so nobody came down it. But it wasn't like a big like it was like one police car at one end and one police car at the other end. Yeah, it's just like, sorry, you can't drive through here right now. We have 800 kids that are walking on the street. Right. No, but you know what did happen? Remember when I had that foster kid? Dude. Yes. So she did the, you know, the strut and everything. And then she didn't come home. And the reason she didn't come off the bus is because she had her boyfriend show up in a truck parked just off the side of the road 
from where everybody was marching and walking to the red light and back. And she hopped in his truck and they drove away. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to you getting a phone call from the guy DCS. that you see our principal. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> He's like... Hey, and did you he, check her out? Didn't he no. call you Mrs. Jones? Like, yes. Acting like he wasn't your fucking elementary uh, PE teacher. Exactly. <laughs> like, like you, all right, now. You can call me Kristen. It's fine. Yeah, cut the formalities. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, do you know where your kids are? And I was like, I'm sorry, I've not given birth. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wait. <laughs> Wait, that oh, one. Yeah. yeah, I seem to have misplaced that. <laughs> mm. I was the absolute worst foster parent, and that should have never happened. Like, I I really feel bad for her that, you know, she had to be stuck with me for a little bit. We had a little bit of fun. I thought it was going to be more like, oh, I'm going to have a teenager. We're going to be like BFFs, and we can go to the mall together, and it'll be so easy and fun. And no. It was not easy or fun. No, well, I mean didn't. there were there were some good times. Like there were, was, like once she got comfortable with you, and I mean it seemed to go well. It for did for a while until yeah. she got a boyfriend and decided that she wanted to be on sixteen and pregnant. Right, and then everything became the fact that I was the murderer of love, and then it was just a problem. So, anyways, I don't even know if I'm legally like allowed to be talking about that, but. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think there would be any problems. I occasionally will check in on Facebook every now and then to see how she's doing. And I'm pretty sure she went to college. She looks like she's doing really well. And I'm very proud of her. But I don't want to be a weirdo and like reach out to her and be like, I'm proud of what you did. And she's like, you gave me back to you the state you cunt. Like, <laughs> you know, a little bit of animosity there. I can see and I would be pissed at me too. But I just... Well, it wasn't not. the best place for her. I mean, it, it wasn't. Just, it wasn't. And it wasn't just me like, oh, my God, this isn't any fun anymore. Take her back. It was my mom fell deathly ill to where she was in a wheelchair. I had to I hope she never listens to this, but like I had to help her use the bathroom. Yeah. So like I couldn't take full physical care of my mother and also be a 100 percent foster parent who had to constantly check and make sure this kid wasn't running away every 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, I mean, there was a lot that. of fucking rules and regulations that they yeah. had to abide by. Like it wasn't just like it, if it was your kid, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like here, take care of this kid. It was like here, take care of this kid. And also answer to us 24 seven. Yeah. I know, got in like super big trouble. So my whole family has always like, if we don't finish one of our prescriptions, like if we've got amoxicillin or something like that and we don't finish it, we keep it around. And if somebody gets sick, then we'll just, you know, take that right. instead of going back to the doctor and getting a fresh one because that's fucking money. I feel and, like you everybody know, does that. Yeah. Use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. That's how I was raised. Well, she had some like muscle problem with <clears throat> one of her legs. So I gave her a couple of my naproxen's that I had left over from something else. And I had mentioned that to her caseworker or whatever. And she was like, we're going to let it slide this one time. But if we catch you doing it again, we're going to have to press charges. What? Yeah, because apparently it's completely illegal to let anybody else take a prescription that's prescribed to you and to not and not to them. 
So since I gave her a, I gave her a controlled substance that was not prescribed to her, then I could, they were like, you could go to jail for that. We could press charges if we wanted to, but we're going to let it slide this once. Don't let it happen again. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. So, and it's, and if you're like sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, pick up a foster kid and make some extra cash or whatever. No, it's, that's not worth it. That is not the way to go about it. Go sell some plasma or suck a dick or something. (laughs) I thought you were about to say go sell some meth. Well, I mean that too. Yeah. Either way, if you want to do all three at the same time, oh, more oh power to you. Speaking of drugs. Oh, God. I was <laughs> going to say, please don't tell me that reminds you of anything. Yes, the drug part does. Mm. And this is this story happened, these two stories happened in your town, like of a course. mile from your apartment. <laughs> so our friend works at an urgent care, like, a mile from Chris's apartment. Mm, lovely. And so she's got, she had a patient that called, and I don't know why you would call an urgent care for this. I feel like this is more of a OBGYN situation, but she called and she said she couldn't remember if she took her tampon out or not. And mm-hmm. she wanted to come in and have them check. Well, at least she's being responsible. There is that. I I feel like that's like a super redneck thing to do. And this is like, I don't, I don't even know what this is. This is redneck, like white trash. The most, one of the most disgusting stories I've ever heard. So this guy came in and he was complaining of penis discharge. because He had put cocaine in his pee hole for his girlfriend to suck out. Jesus. Like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Somebody gets a sterilization wand because that dude, it sounds like somebody's penis needs to be stolen by a witch. Yeah, like, while you're in there cleaning out all of the cocaine residue, also sterilize him. (laughs) Yes. He does not need to have children ever. Like, what the fuck? That is such a fucked up thing to do. My God. Drugs do crazy shit to people, I guess. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, or else you're going to have cocaine in your pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a good uh, a good biography, too. Right. DJ Davenport, cocaine in my pee hole. Ooh, no. <laughs> so, uh, back on the subject of, like, the uh, limited dating opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... It, It's like no matter who you date, there's always like some sort of connection to something or somebody. Mm -hmm. And so my little sister ended up marrying a dude that Chris babysat when she was a teenager. Yep. When he was, he was nine and I was probably 16 or 17. (laughs) Yes. He was like, I mean, still is like completely obsessed with horror movies and he was adorable, but yeah. Crazy, crazy things. When CJ told me who it was that she was dating, I was like, wait a second, this one? And she's like, yeah, how do you know? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's this kid. I know this kid because this kid hit on me in the swimming pool when he was like eight. (laughs) So, yeah, I know this kid. That's my favorite thing to do is tell that story because it, like, completely flabbergasts 
CJ's little sister. You should tell it now. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, turns out, so I babysat the kid for probably the whole summer. And it was one of those deals where I would just show up at his house before he got up. And I would sit on the chair and watch um, Dawson's Creek until he got up. And then he'd get up and we'd watch some sort of scary movie. Or he'd show me Fangoria magazine or some new toy or something. And then I, since it was the summer, preferred to get in the pool. Because I didn't have an in-ground pool. And that house was bougie AF. <laughs> and so, I mean, and we'd stop and make lunch and everything. But we'd be in the pool. And one day, I was just chilling on the side of the pool. And he swims right up. Has this, like, wry smile on his face. And I'm like, please don't tell me you just shit in the pool, kid. <laughs> like, I don't know what is going on. But something is is off. What What do you want? And uh, he just kind of like slides up as close as he can. He goes, don't worry, baby. The snake won't bite. I'm like, fucking gross. What is wrong with you? Ew. Go away. So no, I did not tell a soul that story until I found out that CJ's sister was dating him. And I was like, this is what I've been holding on to this for. (laughs) Now like, everyone will know. I've literally been holding on to this story for an entire decade and it is pure fucking gold. It is. <laughs> it, nothing could have worked out better than this. Oh my like, god. I wish they would have had like a like an actual wedding wedding and you could have like taken the microphone and stood up and told everybody the story at the reception. Oh my god. That would be my toast so hard. Right. I mean, like, they did have, like, a mini reception, and you did tell the story. Oh, yeah. But there wasn't a microphone involved, so. And I, I don't, I think I, I waited until it. he wasn't in the room. Yeah, that's true. Because, I don't know, I guess it's kind of weird with him being right there and have to face that. <laughs> I don't want to do that <laughs> to the poor kid. <laughs> On the day of his wedding reception, bless Right. But, yeah, as soon as he turned around, I was telling fucking everybody. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> well that's about all I have for now until we hit the stop record button and then you know as oh, yeah. per usual I'll think of like 67 other things or something here will happen or yeah or tomorrow something crazy will happen exactly well what did you learn I learned that yee is some sort of turtle mating call thing turtle mating call thing yeah i guess that's what i gathered from what you said (laughs) i think so well i learned that the cow sluts go hard at the tractor pools yeah and oh excuse me edit (laughs) (laughs) um next episode we are going to give each other pop quizzes and we are going to talk about trivia because at this moment trivia kind of like rules half of my life Because I am, oh, I didn't tell you this, but the guy last night that, like, always keeps me there 20 minutes past time to leave, I know you saw him. I don't know his name, but he's really sweet. He was talking about his dead wife, so I didn't want to be like, get the fuck away. (laughs) Yeah. I could tell the look on your face. You were like, oh, my God, is he ever going to go away? Yeah. But me and Ethan were, like, kind of lingering behind you, and we were like, we certainly don't know these people in front of us. I've never seen them before. <laughs> right. 
Well, um, he was telling me about this, but he gave me the name of Quizmaster General. So instead of host, I am her hostess. I am now your Quizmaster General. Oh. So, yeah. that And see, there will be more of that talk on next episode of Remember That One Time. Remember, uh, you can always find us in the places that you found us, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, find us on Facebook. Drop us a line. If you have any stories, whether they have to do with our topics or not, we will always find a place to put them or we will just specifically do an episode around your stories if they're good enough. And on Wednesday, keep your ears peeled for our newest Spotify playlist that will come out to match this episode. This will be all small town songs and songs that correlate with our stories. So I think we've covered everything. We didn't pick up any new countries or new cities or anything this week, but listenership is going steady and going strong and, if you check out our Facebook page, we shared a picture earlier today to show you where we stash all of the sweet cash that we get from our Anchor ads. So shout out to Anchor. Woo-woo. Yes. What's there. our, have we, have we earned any money since? Oh yeah. Since we're at, okay. Do you remember what we were at last time? Like 273 or something. We're at 325. O-M-G. Exactly. And we have gotten almost 500 plays at this point. Oh, sweet. So that's exciting. And we've got just around uh, between 9 and 12 listeners. It kind of fluctuates. So take it. Yeah, it's better than the steady three we had for the first year and a half. Well, yeah, we kind of really dropped the ball that first year and a half. I mean, we had, <laughs> yeah, we had like there what, was... two episodes in a year and a half. Yeah, we had two. That big time. Yeah, episode five was titled, Oh Shit, We Forgot to Podcast for a Year. So that tells you all you need to know. We were perfecting our craft. Exactly. Honestly. And then when we came back, it was perfect. Yeah, so there. I mean, like, look at us now, 34 episodes deep. Like Balls deep. Balls deep. Yes. So Wait, next oh, episode. What? We need to have an episode about balls. Is that you just added stuff to the master topic list about like sex and sex toys and sex stores? Yeah. Balls can go with that. But I feel like balls need their own. I, I feel also, like we don't have enough content way, for just balls. Way down on the list on the master topic list. I do have one that says an episode about balls. I could talk about balls for a long time because I'm like balls are intriguing to me. I don't understand them. I don't yeah. like I don't understand how guys live with them. They, yeah, I don't know how they don't sit on them. It's amazing. Yeah, like I mean, I could go on. Like I said, yeah, we should have so, an episode about balls. Within the next 5 episodes there will be one about balls, I'm sure. Yes. All right. Well, I think that wraps everything up for this episode. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I like that dance you just did. Oh, you're watching me. I forget. What is... Yeah. Okay, shit. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not over here, like, picking my nose and doing God knows I've what. I've been watching you the whole time. Oh, no. It's so scary. <laughs> so, remember, always say yes to adventures because they become stories. And in the end, that is all we are. Good night. Peace. This could-
concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America.